So photographers, I really appreciate that, that recording. I'm waiting to appreciate the one they're going to be sending through. But I already have a lot of videos that when I watch them, you know, I watched them the next day already on the 17th and I cried. I had waterworks. It was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. But yes, yeah, it was just, I guess one of those things, what I really did not understand. And for weeks and months, actually, for months, for over three months, I had back-to-back -back arguments with the event planner on I do not understand the need for videographers or photographers. Hey, hey, people, it's your girl Esther Ray, and this is not for my village people. I think perspective is actually a gift. It's a gift to have a different perspective to the other person you are having conversations with, and it just makes it all interesting, isn't it? So on this platform, we're going to share personal stories. Be open-minded, listen in, Pick what you can pick from it. Do you understand? Hey, hey. It's your girl, Esther A. And this is another episode of Not For My Village People. And by the way, who knows? Are you counting? I have been counting. It's the 30th episode. And yes, I decided to delay this for as long as I could because, gosh, no. What I'm about to start talking about is, is an interesting one. And I was looking for it. I tried to find it on the internet. Maybe not as much as I should have, but I tried. I tried. And I couldn't find any that was realistic. It was just a, a couple that was filled with lies. And on the street of Instagram, where you get to see... Where you get to see some that is just all the rosy, rosy patch, you know, just like you see all the time with this green grasses, a greener on the other side. But then I came across some, some that were realistic um, from other cultures, which, you know, advise here and there. And I saw a bunch of people sent them to me as well during my nerve wracking periods and my panic moments. So yes, I want to fill you all in on something I stumbled into, <laughs> if I may say that. I woke up and went gaga. I went cuckoo and, and decided to, to get married again. To get married again. Yes, after 11 years. We got married 11 years ago. Um, it was a beautiful, intimate marriage. And I, I remember because I remember so well that it was exactly what I wanted uh, when it comes to committing my life to someone that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Because at the time I wasn't really a girly girl. I'm still not a girly girl. I love the fancy things of life. I love good things of life. Who doesn't, sisters, misters? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Is there anyone out there that doesn't like the good things of life? I don't think so. But I definitely adore. I love, I love, love, love the good things of life. But I never pictured how I want that day to be like. I know a bunch of people. I know a bunch of folks that, you know, they, they have a picture of it. And we watch all these American movies, don't we? We watch all these fancy movies on, on TV where, you know, the girl at seven, she had the whole old book collage and she starts to cut and paste pictures or cut and glue pictures onto that book of the wedding dress she wants to wear, of the outfit, of the jewelries, of, you know, of the Tiffany jewelries she wants to wear, of the type of ring she dreamt of and things like that. But yeah, that wasn't me. It was never me. I remember my husband proposed without a ring after three months, literally after three months, a typical African man. By the way, if you still do not know by now, I am African, a West African girl that just happened to grow up on the other side of the river. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I remember proposed three months after, just like every typical, you know, not every, because there are some romantic ones out there with romantic bones in their, in their body, but mine does not even have 
any romantic fluid in him, let alone bones. <laughs> so he proposed three months in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? How many babies are we having? When they asked that question, they want to spend the rest of their lives with you. Or did I lie? Was I duped into it? Was it fraud? Let me wake up from the sleep because that was all he said. He was like, oh my goodness, like how many babies do we want to have? I'd like to spoil you rotten when you eventually become my wife. You know, do you see me as your husband? <laughs> I was three months into the relationship, by the way, guys. And I thought, oh my goodness. And my very, my non-girly self, but my field with romance information or romantic information, girl, because I... I, as I've mentioned several times on this platform, I am a reader. I have been reading for like, since like forever. So I have read a lot of romantic books and I'm sure I was reading one at that particular time as well. When he popped, when he said that, those things. And I knew, oh my goodness, is this his way of proposing? Jesus, oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's three months in and he's proposing. Instead of me getting my thinking cap and putting it on like, dude, if you want to marry me, you know what? There are a lot at stake. There are a lot you need to put into consideration. I didn't do that. I was just head over heels. I already fell in love with this man for the very first moment anyways, that we started talking and all of that stuff. Yes, ours is one of a Facebook romance <laughs> from a friend, friend and friend. And then Facebook was the end thing. Was it Facebook? It was Yahoo Messenger. Yeah, it was Yahoo Messenger. And it got on Yahoo Messenger. I didn't have a BlackBerry at the time. BlackBerry was raining, but I couldn't afford it. So I waited, put my money together and I bought my first BlackBerry phone. And then I could exchange my BB pin with this dude. <laughs> all right, I'm not going to go into that, all of that. But today I want to talk to you about the whole process of becoming an African bride. Oh my God. So our 11th year anniversary was on the 20th of August. It was a beautiful moment together where the husband asked her something. I won't tell you guys, but yes, <laughs> it was a beautiful moment. But we'd been planning for weeks and months to do this, most especially because we're Africans. It's just, it's a good thing to do for your parents. So I'm glad we did it for us first. 11 years ago, we did it for ourselves because it was just us there and a friend and some friends that were there with us. But it was literally just us. Those friends, I can't even, you know, it's crazy. It's that long ago now. I can't remember. It's, it's, it's weird though. I can't even remember. I can remember the the guy's name. They were my, my husband's friends, not particularly mine. I can't remember the lady's name, but yes, we did it for us. It was a beautiful event for the both of us. We went to court. We we exchanged vows. And three days consecutive, three days after that, for the, fir the first day, the very day after we got married, the second day and the third they like three consecutive days we called each other husband and wife husband and wife it was such a beautiful thing to to do but yes and obviously and then we, we moved past that phase into reality and that's what we actually have been living for the past 11 years reality the actual marriage because i do not believe marriage is a ceremony i believe marriage is what you have with each other the old party the old dancing the jiggy up jiggy down jugu down jugu up <laughs> as as just a ceremony it's not the actual marriage if you ever you're listening to this right now and you ever think you can't get married without all of the shenanigans you're deceiving yourself because that's not the marriage and i am sure your main intention is to actually be married and just you know 
be married with your partner, with the love of your life, with that person, you're looking into their eyes and you're like, you know what, I don't want to go to bed without you by my side. So yes, do what you have to do and pick a time. But one thing I want you to know that it's never too late. You can still live a fairy tale. You can still do a fairy tale. I still, when I started this or, or when we started, I would say a lot of highs because like I said, he doesn't have a romantic bone in him. We couldn't, we might as well go to McDonald's. It was perfect for him when we did it 11 years ago, just like it was perfect for me. And when we decided to do it for the parents, he would have also preferred just a McDonald's treat. He would have preferred, you know, just like a chicken burger and the medium Coke <laughs> and fries, as long as there's ketchup next to it, is going to be fine. So yes, it was a whole me of, okay, you know what? Let's do this and let's do this right. I love my parents. I love my family. He loves this, I think. Does he? Mm. He'll listen to this. He might listen to this. So let me, he loves his family members. Now. That was just jokes. He loves his family members as well. And yeah, we really wanted to do this for our family and we decided to take the step. But you know what? Before I get too serious, because there's a lot of funny things I'm about to share with you all. And I know this will not just be a 30th episode thing, but like seriously, can we just rewind it back? I'm, did I just say the 30th episode I am recording? On the Not For My Village People podcast, man, nah, that's something. That is something. Thank you all so much for your love, for listening, for clicking into this. I think at this time now, I have not checked the algorithms in the recent times, but I want to believe we are on 500. Like 500 people have now downloaded this podcast at this particular point. And I want to say a big thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Should I speak different languages in saying that? Thank you in English. Merci beaucoup in French. Hartelijk bedankt in Dutch. Eshe goni in Yoruba. Any other languages out there, please let me know. And I can include it in my thank yous. Because I know people are listening to this in Belgium. I think I got some lovers there. In Belgium, I know people are listening to this in Nigeria. I, yeah because I'm a West African girl, all my friends, most of my friends are Yoruba anyways. And I know they're listening to this. So hopefully that can bring a kind of a one-to-one connection with those languages I've just said those in. And for my regular, whatever, people that listen to this, that all you speak is English, obviously you understand that. Thank you, right? Have I pronounced that correctly? <laughs> anyways, it's your girl, Esther. And you know we wouldn't start this if we don't do the quotable quotes, right? So I thought, let me go online and see some African weddings or African marriages quotable quotes. And no, to my surprise, there are a lot of funny ones in there. And since it, this episode is supposed to be a very funny one, let's let's dive into it. If the full moon loves you, why worry about the stars? Trust me. In this situation, the stars is the African wedding. The African wedding are the stars. So if your moon, if your husband, if your partner, if the missus already loves you, if the mister loves you, please, why bother? (laughs) Why even bother? Now, this is not to discourage anyone for doing whatever you want to do. Again, this is just my perspective. Okay. Please don't nail me to the cross. I enjoyed every bit and every moment of it, but still it was a nightmare getting to that day. So I'm going to say what I need to say anyways. And then there is another one here. Which other one did I say again? When, yes, this one. When you're on time at an African wedding. Oh my goodness. Who was on time at my wedding? Were people on time? I know there were a lot of waiting around when I had to change into my second and my third outfit and 
sisters, misters, there was actually a fourth outfit. Oh my God, <laughs> goodness me. <laughs> yes, there was a fourth outfit. We never got to change it into that, but there was definitely a fourth outfit I was meant to, or we were meant to change into that we never got to do it. So yes, some funny ones there. And then we have here, there's another one I saw that I thought, oh my goodness, this is hilarious. When your ex is your wedding planner, <clears throat> when your ex is your wedding planner, then it, it most definitely wouldn't have gone as, as well as it went if I had an ex-partner. Do I have an ex-partner that event planning? Maybe when people were asking me, you guys should do this again. Maybe in another 11 years, I can find an ex-partner somewhere that can plan the wedding. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah. So yes, I decided after a series of events, I decided to start putting my lessons learned together towards an African wedding. Yeah, an African wedding. Oh my goodness. To be fair, to be fair, I actually plan to have an intimate that we should have an intimate wedding for the parents so the parents could get involved. We had to do the African side of things. We did that back in May in Africa. So my parents had to travel back home because my, my husband's family and also, do they call them forefathers still? Like the elders. Let's say family elders are still in Africa. So there is no way my parents are old enough to actually marry me off. Despite the fact that I already have two kids, by the way, people, they can't just decide to marry me off without the elders present. So they had to travel all the way to Nigeria, not particularly because, you know, a majority of my, my, my husband's family in Africa, but because the elders of my own family, over. I still do not get it. I will never understand it, but because the elders are in Nigeria. But yeah, you know what? I've, oh, I think I've said it a couple of times on this platform as well that I, I respect elders, you know. I respect people's age, especially those ones that are older than me. The ones younger than me as well, I tend to respect them from a different perspective because I look at them and think, I'm naive. <laughs> That's a perspective thing, by the way, guys. So if you're a Gen Z and you're listening to this, I don't mean you're naive. I'm just like, you know what? You have a whole totally different perspective and ideas to how we think from this part of the block. Those of us from the 80s, you think different. The ones in the 90s, they still tap bit, like somewhat think like us. But when we're moving into the 2000s, the Y2Ks, you know, those of you that you're 23 now and you're going to be 22 or you're turning 21 or you're 20, it's a different world for you. This was not the world we grew up in. This is a totally different world. Who thinks like, who is out there? If you resonate with me, if you resonate with me, please just let me know because they live in a totally different world. The other day at work, I don't know if I told this joke before, I was joking with one of the analysts on my project. I said, because we had one of our systems was very slow. And I said, oh my goodness, this reminds me of Windows. Back in the day when you turn off your computer and you have to wait, you have to go microwave food before it actually loads up. And he went like, oh, Esther, I don't remember that. That never, that was never my generation. It was a big slap on my face. And I had to call him out like, did you have to tell me I'm old? And by the way, I am not old. 35 is definitely not old. But if it's if I'm speaking to a 23-year-old, I bet you think I'm ancient. Yes, I thought the same thing about my aunties back in the day. So you're allowed to think like that. Anyways, let's move back into this African-Nigerian wedding thing again. So yes, it all started. I had the opportunity, by the way. No, I had the opportunity and the privilege because I think it's a big opportunity to have my best, one of my best friends plan my wedding. Yes. She's into events. She's a wonderful, amazing event planner. And I had that planet. Now, 
I will get to the point where I will tell you that at some point I thought that was a bad idea. No, 97, 97. I think she's listening right now and she's laughing and she's about to get a gun and shoot me. But 97, 98%, I think 99.5% of the time, I thought this was a bad idea. I made this lady, this woman, this beautiful human being plan this wedding because I I had dreams about her. I had dreams strangling her. (laughs) No, it was that bad. I stopped reading her messages on WhatsApp. Like, I'm like, you know what, girl? Because she's going to be messaging me about the event. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to read your message. Do not stalk me. Do not whatever. And by the way, oh my, I would probably move from one topic to the other. No matter how... A Dangote's child or Dangote, if you don't know Dangote, Dangote is one of the wealthiest men in Africa. Or Alakija's daughter or son or child that you are, Alakija is another very wealthy woman in Africa. Or Otedola, Otedola is another wealthy African Nigerian man. No matter how related you are to them or you are their child or their relative, the funds will still not be enough. No, I don't know. I don't know. Now, I am not related to those wealthy people, so I do not know what what it is like for them. But I'm a planner, I think, sometimes. I am a planner. I'm supposed to be a project manager, so I am a planner, I think, sometimes. I'll say that again, because I think I sort of plan a lot of things. The fact that we had the vow renewals happen in September, it was planned. It was thought through. It was, you know... But it was decided upon, I think, 10 months before the actual event started. 10 months. And yeah, from my understanding and sit and sit downs with the event planner, 10 months is actually very little. You need more time. You need about two years or 20 years, actually. At some point, I came to believe you need 20 years to plan a wedding ceremony, an African wedding ceremony, a Nigerian wedding ceremony. Because, oh Lord, things will change from time to time. With my event planner, if we were to talk about that on this particular episode, her being my friend, her being family, she's family. She's she's not just, don't forget even best friend. She's family. She's a sister. So she knows the ins and outs. She knows what is in my bank account, what is in our bank account, what we put aside to do this, to make this happen. She knew it. She knew it right from time, which is why I said she was one of the village people on this whole journey. She was one of them because she would do those calculations and had those numbers up and then come back to me and say, oh yeah, you're 5,000 pounds off. You're 10,000 pounds off. Sisters, misters. Yeah. I think considering my calculation, our calculation, try to remember and whatever you like, you think about me saying my calculation all the time. Like I said before, my husband has no bone of is to just know. So I'm going to continue to say my because... Yes, I planned all of this with all of those people around me. He showed up, he turned up, and I was told 1,001 times by friends, family, that it's normal. So if you're out there and you have this partner that is way into planning the wedding with you, number one, I will be concerned. Don't mind me, just a joke. Number two, I will be so grateful to him and just go and kiss him right now. 
give him kisses and hugs and everything that you want. If he's taking charge and planning this with you and not just planning to show up. Like I was 100% sure I will be the only one at the altar on that day because he would have forgotten it was even happening on that particular day on the 16th of September. He would have forgotten that. No, he would wake up. And yes, three days before I had him, was it three days or a week? Let's not exaggerate. Maybe a week before he was like, oh, it's next week, Saturday, right? And I played the same prank on the event planner. We were talking and they're like, oh yeah, do we have anything going on next week? Because, you know, there's always maybe an event or something or, you know, whatever to do. Or maybe we go dinner with the friends, with the girls. Yeah, I belong to this group of amazing ladies, amazing women. Oh my goodness, by the way, I will get to them. But yeah, so we go for dinner's lunch or something every now and again. And I'm like, oh, do we have dinner next plans next week? And she was like, what? What do you mean dinner plans? <laughs> because I've just been played as well at home with my husband asking me. So yeah, what are we doing next week again? Is there something on the list of doings? <laughs> yeah, so that's how involved he was. So I was sure we would have to drag him out of bed because maybe it slept off after partying on that Friday night and like, yeah. Today's the power renewal. Are you still coming? Are you going to be attending? Will you be on time? But yeah, the event planner. Oh Lord. Yes. There were days that she would come to me in the chat on WhatsApp and wherever. And I would think, why are you the village people in my story? Why exactly are you asking me that question? Like I have an answer for you. Questions like, so what kind of flowers do you want? There is a Chivali or Chivati chair or like a kind of a stick roll chair. Which ones do you want? And I'm like, God, why are you asking me those questions? There is the stand. There is the copper, rose gold, V-shaped looking ones. There are ones with the three metal rods sticking out of it. What do you want for the entry corner flowers? <sighs> no, brides, if you enjoyed the process to, and the countdown planning to the wedding ceremony, well done. Well done and congratulations. And if you're about to get on that journey, hopefully this recording will serve as a good reminder, preparation for you, or maybe just don't listen to it and laugh through it after you've finished and you click on this episode to listen to it. So yes, event planner, being your best friend can be a bit of a struggle. So I got to a point where I had to start praying and I had to tell my big sister, my other best friend, <laughs> to start praying along with me. Yes, I am that girl with several best friends. I had to get to my 30s before I start to realize, you know, best friends, best friends. But yeah, there's such a darling that they're more than friends, they're sisters. So let's call them sisters. My big sister, I had to call her, I got on the phone with her and I'm like, you know what? I have started to dream about beating this woman, which brooms in my sleep, like beating her. And I'm not a fighter. I don't have an aggressive bone in me, honestly speaking. For those of you listening to these, those of you that know me, amongst those that listen to this and you listen because you know me. <laughs> or because of any other reasons that you're listening to this, you know you've never seen me angry. That's if you're not my big sister, if you're not family. <laughs> Those have seen me angry know what I look like angry. But yes, I do not have any aggressive bone in me. So for me to start dreaming about being aggressive with one of my sweethearts was just very heartbreaking. So I had to get on the phone with her and like, you know, sister, start to pray for me because I do not want after this all shenanigans, <laughs> after this all shaban, <laughs> after this all celebration that I fall out with this woman. I don't want to fall out with her because to be fair, you know, I don't know what I will do without her. She's such a sweetheart. She's a sister, a mother. She's just amazing human being that I wouldn't want to fall out with. So I had to start praying. 
each time. And then at some point, we actually started planning. Once in two weeks, we would sit down. We started it. I said, we had 10 months to put all of this together, right? So we started it. There was one we actually had at Menangerie. It was fancy, wasn't it? Because it kept us all calm and cool. We couldn't scream at each other. I couldn't snap at her. I couldn't say, you know what? You crazy woman. Are you a crazy human being? Why are you asking me that question? We had those cocktails. Well, I pretended to be posh. She also pretended to be posh throughout the conversation. And then I argued with her. She would tell me, oh, yes, I've done this research and this is this amount By the way, why do photographers and videographers cost so much? Now, I know it's not a lot compared to how much they should normally charge because I have been schooled and educated about it. But I do not understand why I need to pay that much money for that video or photographer or I don't get it. Because we posted, now I have all these hundreds of pictures on my phone, none of which belongs to or came in from the photographer, by the way, or from the videographer. We're still waiting to get those ones. And I'm looking forward to it. No, don't worry. My husband keep asking me, the groom, (laughs) this man I decided to do this with, keep asking me, by the way, when is it going to be ready? But it's not ready, but we already have hundreds of videos and hundreds of pictures on our phone. Now, this is not to disrespect photographers or videographers. It's amazing what they do. And trust me, I have come to understand it because the event we had in May, the African, the real traditional event we had in May in Africa, I wasn't there. My husband was there and my parents were there. That was enough already. But then they recorded it. And I'm glad they did because while watching it, I did a lot of waterworks because I saw all those forefathers, <laughs> all those grand, great grandfathers and mothers that came to the event with their walking stick, by the way. I don't know why they disturbed those people, but it's the norms. It's what is expected. It's what to show that the bride family actually value her to bring those kind of people to the event. So the groom family will know they are actually receiving treasure. It was something of great value they were being given. Now, I will come back to the fact that, yeah, I already have two children for this man, by the way. So yes, if he doesn't know now that I am treasure, I am of great value, someone please go and tie his hands and legs and put some sellotape on his mouth because... I don't know what else he thinks of me if he doesn't think I'm of value. At this point, after over a decade of being with you and just ruining my curves for you by giving birth to your children, I don't know what else. But yes, my thought. Again, my perspective on all of these things, right? So photographers, I really appreciate that that recording. I'm waiting to appreciate the one they're going to be sending through. But I already have a lot of videos that when I watch them, you know, I watched them the next day already on the 17th and I cried. I had waterworks. It was so beautiful. It was really beautiful. Well, yes. Yeah. It was just, I guess, one of those things. What I really did not understand. And for weeks and months, actually, for months, for over three months, I had back-to-back arguments with the event planner on, I do not understand the need for videographers or photographers. I have not finished posting the ones I have. I have started to post them little by little on my Instagram. I have shared a couple on WhatsApp. I have not posted everything because they are hundreds. Like, I mean it, over a hundred. One person sent me 84 pictures and videos. She single-handedly took at the event. God bless you, sister. I really appreciate you for doing that. Oh, goodness. That's another thing entirely. The people that came, 
the number of people that attended my supposed intimate event. So by the way, my friends, my sister, my friend's event planning company is called, <laughs> it's a joke. It's, it's funny. It's not a joke. It's serious, actually, by the way. I need to get serious now at, at some point during this recording. It's called Intimate Events. She's got several events planning organizations. So she's got Intimate Events and she's got Onyx Event. Please check her out on Instagram. They're amazing. She and her husband, they're into entertainment and they're fabulous planners. She didn't do it alone. She did it with him, but she's the boss of it. She's the boss of it. So he supports her. He makes sure things work out right for it. They're just amazing duo. Amazing duo on all aspects, all ramifications of things when it comes to planning events and life generally. They're a wonderful human being. That helps as well, isn't it? But yeah, my plan was to use the intimate version of their event planning companies, the intimate, the actual intimate event. So it was supposed to be family, friends, and things like that. And then until we started and you get things like from the parents, oh, there is no way you can't invite this auntie. Oh, she lives in London. She's the cousin of my mother's best friend that they went to high school with. I've got this brother. He helped my daddy's sister's daughter. By the way, my parents are close to sisters. So I don't know how they remember their father's daughter's sister or whatever the case may be that needs to attend that has been living in London for over 15 years and that they've just they found out themselves lived in London and that person now has twins and their twins have twins that needs to be at the wedding because it's insulting for them not to be there. I will never understand it. Before we even had the invitation printed out, before, like before, before we had the invitations designed and all of that, my mother already had over 15 of her friends buy ticket from the United States of America that were coming for this event before the invitation was ready. Now, you could look at that from two different perspectives. One perspective is really, seriously, now I have no reason to change my mind. Now we have no reason because myself and my husband, do you still think I'm an introvert? I think I'm growing out of it. My introvert itself. I have my places. I have my time. But my husband is a full-on introvert, is an introvert. And he can be an extrovert as well when he's in the midst of his people or friends and family and things like that. But majority of the time, a lot of you have not heard him speak, say, up to two, three sentences, or a lot of the people that know us. I keep saying, I keep recording this, like only those I know listen to this, by the way. Please don't be offended if you listen to this and you don't know me <laughs> and you don't know us. But yes. Yeah, that introvert itself. So sometimes we got to a point where we're like, you know what, let's let's just change our mind on this. But we couldn't change our mind because my mom's friends bought tickets already to come. It was a whole thing. You're doing this. You said you were going to do it. You're doing this. And I'm glad they actually put us video call back in December when we said we wanted to do this. They wanted to ask us, you know, are you ready? Uh, what support do you need? How do you, how involved do you want us to? Because we started this planning three times in the past before. Now, there was a time back in 2018 when I was pregnant with my first daughter. And you know, as an African family, you need to do this big shenanigan part of it because it's the most important thing. I keep saying shenanigans, it's a very important part. Just don't mind me, it's just jokes. But this important part is important before your children come. One of the things my big sister said was, oh, you need a picture to show your daughter you actually got married before, <laughs> before you had her. 
So she doesn't do the same thing I'm thinking. Girl, we already got married. We did it. But because we did it for ourselves and we were selfish about it, you don't see it as being married. But we know we are married. (laughs) So we tried it then and it never worked out because one of the conversations we had back then that just made me think, you know what? Let's move this up to another year, another time. I remember the conversations was like, oh, the people from this side of the family will wear this color. The people from this side of the family have to wear this color. No, the color cannot be the same because, and I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. I don't even know those people. That was one of the reasons we stopped doing it back then in 2018 before I had my first daughter. So this time around, they had to put us on a phone call to make sure they're certain obviously ambush us by making sure their friends buy their tickets before we can say, you know what, we're done. We're not interested anymore. Let's remain married and put it in our own marital way of marriage forever. So they ambushed us and made sure that happened and we couldn't change our minds anymore. But yes, where was I before I went on into all of this other part? The money is never enough. Whatever we saved and put on the side was just not enough. It put me in panic. Oh my God, I was panicked. Like, oh my goodness, like why? Can we reduce it? Can we ask some people not to come anymore? I was ready to start calling people like, you're no longer invited. You are no longer invited. And at this point, when I was doing all that thinking and panicking and, you know, whatever the case may be, I remember my dad reaching out to the event planner and saying, oh, he had 10 more people that needed to go on his guest list. Thank goodness she didn't say anything to him. She just came to me and I was glad. I was glad she came to me because I could pick up that phone and like, hello, Mr. 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 You know what? If you're planning to get married again, you want to go do it this for you and your wife, go ahead and do it, but not at my wedding ceremony. Whoever you've invited and you've given your word that they can attend your daughter's vow renewal on the 16th, And now they have 10 more people they're bringing along with them. Please go and tell them they are no longer invited. I'm sorry. I am just sorry. We need to prepare for them. We need to. (laughs) That's another thing I didn't know was included. I thought you could invite people for your celebrations and have them bring a plate when they're coming. Shouldn't that be a thing? Become a thing, by the way, people? Sisters, misters, no, think about it. Just think about it. Is it not a good idea for you to do the invitations and whatnot? Get the all decorated, get your outfit sorted and have the people come in. Tell them to bring one plate when they come in. Will there not be surplus food? Think about the times you've done it during barbecue get-togethers. Like I hang out with friends and look at the amount of food you ended up with. It's something that's worth thinking about, guys. Event planners out there, because my event planner would not have it. My friends would not have it. My sisters will not have it. My mother will definitely not have it because I thought about it. I thought it was a fabulous, excellent idea. If you think it was an excellent idea, can you please send me a message and let me just know that I wasn't crazy after all? Yes, I know we said it. We said we wanted to do the vow renewal. But when we got to a point when we're like, you know what? Now we're expecting 170 more people than we bagged for. And people are telling us the 170 is just your mind telling you Those are the extras that will come because the 170, there are 30 people amongst them that will receive August visitor that same weekend. And then they can't put them, they can't leave them in the house. They have to come to a party with them to do some celebration. It's a happy thing. It's an African party. You don't need to be invited before you show up. 
you're an African sister or mister out there. Now you're thinking, I'm an African too, but it will be strictly by invitation. Good luck with that. You're definitely not from my side of the family or from my husband's side of the family, or you do not have the kind of friends I have. So yes, there we go. And on another note, before the end of this particular episode today, because this is going to be a series, I have a bunch of things and I've not even started from my list. So the next episode, episode 31, I plan to dive into each subject area that I wrote down as lessons learned. Maybe I can just give you idea to keep you knowing what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about souvenir. I am going to be talking about souvenirs at weddings, African weddings. I am going to talk about the traditional outfit that Nigerians refer, Nigerian Yoruba family refers to as Ashoebi. We'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about vendors, my seamstresses, those that made my outfits. I ended up with some fabulous ones, but I had some village people to start with. I am going to talk about the religious messages and visions that comes to you or that people tell you they get because you're about to have such a big event. I will come and tell you because I got a bunch of, there's a word for it. I can't remember right now, but I will come. They will tell you they've seen this vision. Someone has had a dream somewhere. So I will come and talk about it. And I'm going to talk about the things that I need as a bride and the groom (laughs) and for the groom as well together. Oh Lord. And I will talk about some of my last minute things. I had some last minute teeth whitening as well. That was a nightmare, by the way. But yes, there's a lot more to talk about. But on this particular episode, that's the end of it for now. I look forward to coming back on here and telling you more based on the list of my lessons learned together to help another sisters. As you know, and I've always said, this podcast is to help somebody, to remind you and to help you prepare for either a journey or learn from my lessons learned. Since this, I have learned some lessons in recent times. It's fair to come on here and teach it to those that still find some time to listen to me. It's another episode of Not For My Village People. And this is going to be a series about African weddings. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know if there is any specific particular part that you would like me to talk about so I can include it on my list because trust me, I learned a lesson about it. I may not have written it down, but if you feel like you'd like to know more about it, send us a message, send us an email. We have an Instagram page now, Not For My Village People podcast on Instagram. And we have our email address as well, notformyvillagepeople at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out to us and don't forget to share, like, and show us some love on social media. Thank you so much. Bye for now.